You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Come to, to Wake, Wake and, Bake and Bake from, from San, San Diego, Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And, and here's Chess. Hey, guys. How excited are we for our ninth season, huh? Hey, Chess. I heard Better Collective considers you a sports betting industry expert. Well, that's in my bio. I'm helping them with some content for Vegas Insider and, uh... Chaz, Chaz, excuse me, but let me take this one. And it's a perfect time to use one of my impressions. Leaf, Chaz's expertise is in general sports betting knowledge. It is in this area that his expertise will be applicable. Now, if you have any desire to voir Chaz as to the extent of his expertise in this area... I'm sure you're going to be more than satisfied. <laughs> well, well, thanks, Lo. I, uh, that's really appreciated. Wait, that wasn't an impression. That was just you repeating a scene from my cousin Vinny. Plus, I wasn't saying that Chaz wasn't a sports betting industry expert. I was just saying that, you know... <coughs> oh, okay, guys, okay, that's enough. We're all good here. Who's ready for some soccer? It's soccer time with Hector. Hector, you got to love a segment that records at 420 in the, during the week. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're going to be doing anything at 420, why not be talking about sports betting and marijuana and life is simply pleasurable? Yeah, it's a good balance, a good yin-yang there, dude. How you doing, Chaz? Yeah, just pretty much everything, you know, in tune and ready to pick some winners. Well, we talked now, you know, throughout the summer with the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on 103.9 out of Long Island, but we really haven't talked too much about this new season because this is our premiere, and basically we're just kind of getting up and running. We'll figure it out as we go. We're pretty good at this, so I'm not worried about the figuring out as we go kind of stuff. But what are we going to be looking at? I mean, are you going to focus on the USL? Now the Premier League is open. Are you going to throw any of those games at us? And then, of course, in November, you know, I'm already planning. I got a trip in September. I'm already planning and going to a casino and getting tickets. On a World Cup bet, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do that two for one from Prop Swap. Hey. You know, I'm gonna keep one and sell one basically, and I know who I'm betting, but I ain't telling anybody yet because I don't want them to rate to check to ruin my odds because I can't go for another month, you know. Right. But so yeah, what are we gonna talk about? Yeah, let's talk about soccer again. Obviously, I'm a USL Championship uh, fanatic. Um, I like all sports: Liga MX, MLS, European leagues. But uh, USL Championships are like right in the uh, getting to their final stretch run, as they would say in the role. Horse racing lingo. Some of the teams are separating themselves, like San Diego Loyal. Uh, they're now in second place of the Western Conference standings. They beat Sat- San Antonio FC a few days ago, and they, they look good. 3 nothing against the number one seed in the Western Conference, and they got some revenge against them from knocking them out in the playoffs. And they're going to be playing um, on the road, actually. They're going to be traveling to Birmingham to play the Birmingham Legion. Uh, and pretty much it's going to be one of those games where Birmingham is trying to get into the playoffs on the Eastern Conference side of things. And San Diego Loyal is looking good. They've won like seven of their last eight or eight of their last nine games. And, and Landon Donovan has them kicking ass right now. So pretty much I think San Diego Loyal is going to continue with that trend, even though it's like it's never good to travel cross-country and, you know, different schedule, different time zone. Your body reacts differently. 
But I think they're good enough to win that one, and I think it's going to be close, but they're going to put it off 2-1 uh, to one at Birmingham Legion. Yeah, so I'm looking at the standings now, and in the East, you got points. They deal with points. And Louisville City's got 49. Tampa Bay's got 48. They've got like 22 to 23 matches played. How many matches do they play for the season? They got 34 total, so most of them have like 10 or 11 games left. So that's two months. Yeah. That's two months. Over the next two months, so that's all of August, all of September, basically a little October, whatever. Whatever eight weeks is. Are, is all you're going to talk about is this league, or are we going to look at any of the other leagues? No. Because I know the premier stuff, you can win money at it. Oh, yeah. I follow the premier. They just started, actually. I think the yeah. first week was last week. So I hit the very first game, Arsenal, had Arsenal. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. throw that in next time yeah. we're talking yeah. about. But I got to. I got I learned my lesson last time when I picked all three league MX teams. It didn't help me out because of the first week. But uh, yep. I want to see how they get the ball rolling. Sometimes, and like, that's a know. great point. That's yeah. a great point. You know, when I looked at it, when I looked at Premier League, you know, the Premier League has that unique format where they they play everybody, and most of those leagues do. You play everybody their place. You play everybody our place, and in the second game, you keep playing until somebody's got more goals than the other. That's pretty much what it is. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. And so it's pretty cool because you could see now you got you got eight games. There's some people on here that it didn't matter what happens in eight games. They ain't going to the playoffs. Right. So you got those teams to say, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to look at betting against them. They got nothing to play for. And you have, you know, given us plays where, you know, it was three to nothing. And a three to nothing soccer game for people that don't know soccer yeah, a three-to-none like soccer touchdown. game like is probably the yeah. best winning sports bet you could ever have, yeah. especially if they score one in the first half, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who else you got? I got a couple more for you. This is an interesting one for everybody that likes lower division soccer. Detroit City FC, their first year, they're doing pretty decently. They're in the playoff on in the Eastern Conference after moving up from NISA, and they're going to be playing at home against Oakland Roots. There's this is like their second year. Uh, playing in a uh, USL championship. They also played in Nissan. These two teams actually have a history with each other. They played in the championship game of the third division Nisa back in 2020 with Detroit City come on, coming out with a dramatic win. So these two teams have a real rivalry going on because of their Nisa days. They're both like the youngest ones or some of the newest teams in the USL championship. So I think Logan Roots is that they're doing good this season. They're in the playoff hunt and obviously Detroit City is going to be playing at home. They had a good run in the U.S. Open Cup, and I think they beat an MLS team to get everybody's attention, even though they got eliminated. Uh, but I think Detroit City is going to pull it off. I think they're going to win this one again. I don't think there will be a revenge factor for Oakland Roots this time. That place gets crazy. Keyworth Stadium, 7,000 fans back in the place. It feels like 20,000. But I think they pull it off in a close one, 2-1 to one as well. You know, it's it's you mentioned something that's real important for people. I think that are going to be betting soccer. You mentioned that whole minor league kind of thing. I don't. With what wordage? Do you remember the wordage you called it? Lower uh, third lower division. Di- yeah, lower yeah, division. Okay. Yeah. Right. Lower division. But it, it also sometimes is hard to find the depending on your book to find the action. But what I notice with multiple books that once you the game starts and you goes live action, then everything's there. And that's the only problem. What's the problem with live action on soccer is sometimes there is a delay before they let you kick in of, and you get that four-minute goal, that goal at four minutes, which is all you ever dream about, you yeah. know, in soccer. Um, and if you can't get the action in. But before we get your third pick, if you're talking live action, do you have any time in the, in the match where, you know, now I have to start paying attention. Yeah, anytime a team uh, goes a man down, obviously the 
the reflex action of the of the coach that lost the players to go defense and just protect the lead or not get blown out. So you got to keep those factors involved. Or a team has a lot of yellow cards and they the coach is expecting one of the players to get kicked out because they're going to get a second yellow. Then those little factors you have to pay attention to the momentum and the history of that coach if it's a defensive minded coach or offensive minded coach and also the standings if they want to protect like their points if we're in the playoff contention. There's a lot of factors you can throw in, but it all comes down to the history of the coaching staff to see if they want to be like attacking or they need to be attacking because of the points they need to get. So all those things, just like a giant, like, like tsunami of things you have to consider. Well, yeah. And if you got a yellow, right, you, you cannot play as aggressive. You just can't. Yeah. If you have five guys on a yellow, chances are one of them is going to get kicked out, especially yeah. if it's the first half. So you got to consider all those things. And my final play, I'm going to go with San Antonio who just suffered a loss against San Diego Loyal, as I was saying, they're the number one seed in the Western conference. I think they're going to, Take vengeance on the team. It's kind of like when Duke loses a game at home, you do never want to bet uh, against Duke the next game. So San Antonio, they're going to be playing at their own place, Toyota Field. They want to keep the number one seed. They got, they, I think they're like four or five points ahead of San Diego Loyal for the one seed right now. And I think they're going to destroy Las Vegas Lights. Las Vegas Lights is having a good season. They're still in playoff contention. But I think that for them, for a team like that to lose 3 nothing, they're one of the best, if not the best defensive team. It's going to be, they're, they're going to take that one personal for this game. And I think they're going to blow it out. And I think they're going to win like 3 to 1. Yeah. They, they're those two teams, San Antonio and San Diego, are drawn clear, basically, if you want to use your horse racing analogy, right? They're yeah, up, exactly. Uh, they're hitting the home stretch right there. Right it, 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 you get up by six because, you know, sure, you only get three if you win. But if you tie, you get a point, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's the thing. There's so many draws. And, you know, I looked at some of the, the, the teams, you know, 13 wins, 8 draws, 10 wins, 5 draws, 9 wins, 10 draws, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, of course, the teams that are the best teams are the ones that don't take the draws. Those yeah. are the teams that you're betting. And those are the teams we're cashing tickets with. And honestly, we have been uh, – we had that one first bad week when, it, the, when Mexico opened, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much it. So yeah, let's see how they go, and I'm let's let's get some winners this week. Uh, we'll catch you next time, buddy. Take it easy. CFL, let them know. It's Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West, and I really do, especially when I'm watching some NFL preseason football. I really appreciate having the CFL in August. So thank you, Blackhawk West, because you turned us on to it. It is fun to watch. I mean, not only do we get, as you say, football at the pool in the summertime, it's a different game. It, if you look up and the score is one nothing. You, you've talked about that before, and it, it's just fun to watch. It's a bigger field. It's, it's players that didn't quite make it in the NFL. It's some college stars that you recognize. I I enjoy it. I always tell, and Vicky will attest to this, I always tell coaches, I scream at the TV, what the hell are you doing when they throw the fade, right? But in the CFL, it's not even a fade. It's a slant because the corner is so big. you got to figure, if they're on the seven-yard line, they can throw the ball 20 yards deep and still catch the guy in the end zone. I mean, that is a big end zone. No doubt. It's just a lot of fun. But don't get me wrong. We're cashing tickets too, and that you know we did it last year, but but this year we we've we've had some some good runs, and as you know, I'm doing some writing for Vegas Insider, so if you don't believe us here, you could go back and watch it. 
uh, go watch our shows. They're all on sportsbettingweekly.com. Or you could read the articles. Either way, you're going to see W's, W's, W's. Because, again, and this is what Blackhawk was told us, the, the teams separate themselves. The cream rises to the top. The garbage goes to the bottom. And in the middle, you kind of see what you get in the middle. But we focus on the garbage and the cream and the, let the middle guys do what they got to do. You you find yourself a good a good loser, and and you just bet against them all season long, and yeah. and there's there's no shame in in finding a number that you like. Uh, so Saturday two games. What's nice about this too is uh, they're later games. So you know Saturday night, you know baseball gets over, and you know all of a sudden you got you got a football game on. It's pretty cool. So talk to us. First game is uh, the Rough Riders, right at the Elks, or is that the late game? That's the late yeah. game. You're that's the late game. So the first game is BC at Calgary. There you go. And this one I struggle with because BC has had me very emotional at times. We we've had a love hate relationship for the first it was about the first four weeks of the season. Uh, Nathan Rourke is had more big games than any quarterback in the CFL. I believe if the season ended right now, he would be the most outstanding player. Um, and he's Canadian. I mean, he grew up watching the CFL. When I look at this game, it's a one-point spread, so it's basically a pick 'em. And BC has had more big games than than any other team. They've hung fifty-nine. They've hung over forty. They've also played Edmonton twice. You play Edmonton twice, that's that's going to make any team look good. I have to interject here because they put up a hundred and five points in two games against Edmonton. <laughs> so that's a, what you said. What didn't even really do it justice. There's basketball teams that could not do that in two games. When I look at this game, full disclosure, I I am a huge fan of Bo Levi Mitchell. He's one of the players that got me into the CFL. But when I look at this game, the only time that BC has played a top three offense and defense, they lost. And it was Winnipeg. Calgary is not Winnipeg. But Calgary is not allowing a lot of points. Calgary also, when you you look at BC's offense, um, BC is... Got 36 points per game average, and it's taking them 405 plays to do it. When you look at Calgary, uh, they're also a top three team as far as points at 29 and a half, but they've done it in 376 plays. So Calgary, on paper, Calgary is doing it in less plays, which means more big plays. So in this game at home, uh, I'm going to go with Calgary in a pick'em game. BC is due a loss. Uh, they're coming off another easy win, kind of coasted. Calgary's offense has really played well in certain spots. But again, it's it's BC up against a top three offense and defense that I'm questioning in this spot because the last time they did it, uh, Winnip- Winnipeg smoked them. They almost doubled them up. And when you look at the defenses, BC is allowing 19 and a half. Again, some of that is because they played Edmonton twice and they got so far ahead. But Calgary's only allowing 21 points a game. I mean, they're they're right there as far as allowing points. And this is the first time they've met. So I, I really like Calgary in this spot. All right. So when we get back from break, we will talk about the aforementioned Rough Rider Elks game. You're listening to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West on Wake and Bake. Let them know. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West on Wake and Bake. You know what, West? One thing that I like about the CFL, 
without a doubt, is that whole concept of the one point. It really is the wildest thing. And it happens more than one way. I thought it was just one way, but you can get a, a one point a couple ways, right? It's a field goal that is not returned out of the end zone. You, you can get a point. You can essentially get a one-point field goal. But then on a kickoff, your team is ahead. They don't even need points. You got the dog and they're losing. They come out and they just they just wail on that kick and they kick it out of the end zone. That can also get them one point. And, uh, you know, punt out of the end zone can also get them a point. So the the, the single is really it can be a better's nightmare or a better's best friend because if you need that hook and and the, you got a kicker with a huge leg and he comes out and just puts it right out of the end zone in a meaningless 10 seconds to go it could save you it could also no the the hook is an ugly ugly invention of a mean mean person whoever that person was was mean and so yeah a single uh, eliminates that uh, let's look at the late game saturday night there's a statistic here I really struggle with because on paper, Sask and, and Edmonton don't even belong in the same field. Uh, but there's one particular statistic that I struggle with, which is Saskatchewan is scoring 25 points a game and allowing 24 points a game. That's that's where they average in both. The point spread here is five and a half. So if they were playing even a mediocre team, I would struggle with the five and a half number, especially Sask on the road. Uh, they they can be a very different team at Mosaic. Mosaic is a is just a loud stadium. However, they're playing the Edmonton Elks, and Edmonton has allowed the most points in the league. They've also put up the least points in the league, and uh, it, it is just it, it's a no contest uh, for the most. And and they they've also played this this year, and the result of that game was twenty six to sixteen. Cody Cody Fajardo has been banged up a little bit. But Edmonton just doesn't have answers. Outside of Kenny Lawler, who I believe is still the number one wide receiver in the league, he just has had some quarterback trouble. Who's throwing in the ball, really? And when they're behind, you know it's going to Kenny. But again, five and a half points against Edmonton feels like a gift. If you and I were to put on jerseys and play against Edmonton, and we called our buddy Hector and, and, and then John from GMF to catch the ball, I feel like we could beat Edmonton by five and a half. Hector's a little guy, but he's a soccer player. So the bottom line is, you know, he's got some legs. If we could get him, it's like 120-yard field. If we can get him open and get him rolling, he could get us some He could get us some well, yardage. Maybe he could get us the single and, and cover the hook and get us yep. to six instead of five and a half. You know, in Canada, they call it a loony. They got loonies and toonies. How, how cool is it for those kids in life that were playing soccer, and the football coach said, hey, uh, you want to try this out? And then now they're in the NFL, you know? Right. <laughs> God bless right. them. So I, I like Sask here. I'm going to lay the five and a half. The only way that I'm going to look at Edmonton is if it's double digits and they're playing against a team on a third-string quarterback. We have made a living off of betting against Edmonton at every opportunity, and it has paid us all but one game, which is the game Edmonton won. And who knows why they want it. I'm going to give you some easy sports data numbers here. For this year, everybody that's played Edmonton has scored at least 24 points. Now, three teams have scored in the 20s. Two times it's been in the 30s. Two times it's been in the 40s. And there was almost a 60 because, as you mentioned, BC put 59 up on them in game one. So think about that. You're talking about a team that is giving up 30-something points. You're not going to win football games. You give up 30 points. It's just not happening. You might win one or two. Don't get me wrong, but you ain't winning 18 of them. 
especially going against Cody Fajardo. Oh, my man, we will catch you next time on Saturdays in Canada. When we come back, you're going to get more winners from Mo from the Mo Radio Show. You're listening to Wake and Bake. I want some more. I want some more. I want some more. Welcome to more winners with Mo. And Mo, you know, we haven't talked in a while, mostly because you work every single day of the week. But one of the things that we talked about in the past when we have talked is, you know, you had one of the longest streaks and we've been doing this for nine years. Remember, you went a whole month without an NFL loser. It was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, I miss those days. You got to enjoy when you get those runs because you know what? It don't take much more than a kicker to ruin a good day, does it? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. If I can go over every bad beat. You know, that's the ones you remember, though, is the bad beat stories. The, the winning streak is fun, but the bad beat ones are the ones you remember. No doubt about it. All right, so now we haven't been updated. Let's see. So, so you're in Fort Wayne, right? Correct, and Indiana. State of Indiana, and you can bet or you can't smoke or you can smoke or you can't bet. I know it's one or the other. You can bet, but you can't smoke, which is shocking because Indiana usually is behind in everything, but made sports betting legal. Weed, however, medicinal or not, still not legal. Every That's- state around us, it is, but Indiana is not. So what's what's the beer of choice in, in Indiana? Indiana's become a real craft beer type of state, so it's not. Uh, I don't know that there's one of the normal brands that we uh, that we know, but you know all those little breweries and craft yep. beer thing. That's, yeah, the that's the big craft thing. Craft beer is all the rage, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it uh, it makes you much douchier looking when you go out, but you know, it's it's so funny because you know in those states that where cannabis is still illegal. They have DUIs all the time versus, and I always tell people, don't get me wrong, you really shouldn't drive impaired in any way, shape, or form. But if the dude can't find his keys because he's so stoned, he's probably safer than a drunk driver, you know what I mean? Well, usually they're driving slower too, so. (laughs) Exactly. This is our our season premiere. Uh, You and I have uh, worked on multiple shows together. We don't have any idea what we're talking about this week. So what are we talking about? Oh, you know, hey, whatever you want to talk about. I've done all right on some preseason football. Baseball has been terrible this year. I've I've kind of stayed away from baseball, to be quite honest. I've been uh, did all right during uh, during Stanley Cup and the NBA, but baseball, I just uh. one of the things that I did, and this is you know, you have a son, so you could appreciate that. I started tailing my son, and my son was betting the best teams in baseball, and he was betting the Braves, the Astros. The Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. And he was betting them on the run line, and he was parlaying them. He hit a few, and then he lost a few. And I saw what was happening with my own eyes, so I went the other way, and I started doing them with round robins. Now, a lot of people may not know what a round robin is. You pick it, as many teams as you want, and as many betting opportunities as you want. So... I go with the three, four, five. So I get every possible combination of three tamers with those five, every combination of four tamers and a five tamer. And it's 16 plays. So if you're betting five hours, it's 90 bucks. If you're betting 100, it's 1,600 bucks. But three out of five of them when you get half of your money back, four out of five of them when you make a couple bucks, five out of five of them when, of course, you hit a five tamer, duh. But I had one the other night that I hit it. And the reason I hit it is when I checked my book to see what my odds were and everything, I realized I had bet the wrong team. I took Seattle getting one and a half against the Yankees instead of the Yankees giving one and a half in that one to nothing game. I had to stay up until almost midnight 
It was like 2 in the morning over in the East Coast to watch a team. The Yankees just kept running out of innings, but I ended up hitting. I swept the board. I won like 200 bucks, and life was good, and I did it on a mistake. So you, you talk about your bad beats. I think I'm going to remember that five-teamer for a while because it was a mistake. You know, that's what's crazy for me, though. You know, I hit a 12-teamer last year and hit pretty good, but then you hit that, then you start chasing. So I'm doing 10 and 12-teamers every week like a dummy instead of going back and making real money. So it's hard for me, at least, when I hit a big one like that, then I, I chase that for a while, which is dumb. Yeah, I don't ever – the biggest I'm ever going is, is seven or eight. And basically that's basically on a college uh, football day where I like these eight plays over – you know, it's over 160 games or whatever, 100 games, whatever games there. There's a lot of games on Saturdays. Um, but I always if – I, if, if I have it in a parlay – I have it straight. So whenever the people are going four and five, four and one in a parlay and they're losing, yeah, I'm losing the parlay, but I'm cashing a lot of those tickets. And as you know with me, if I bet it for the game, I got it in the first five innings too. And there's nothing better than hitting that first half bet because it takes all the pressure off. Now, even well, if they lose, and I love when I hit the first quarter, I hit the first half, and then you see these guys that are pissing and moaning when they got backdoored and all they did was bet the game, and I'm 2-1. and one. <laughs> So I'm saying, well, we bet the same team. You just bet it wrong. Well, I'll tell you, you know, as I went through a couple of the football weeks and, and not hitting those big ones after I hit that big 12-teamer, I started switching up the bets and playing more your way where I'm playing the first quarter, the second quarter on those parlays. And then – you know, I, I stopped being, I stopped chasing so far then. And then I started having more success when I would, you know, if I'm five, six teams in, I'll cash out and take my money, you know, instead of trying to chase it to the end. I got lucky on that one where I hit on the end. Uh, it was the week where the Colts were playing Monday night against Baltimore and we're up big and wound up losing. But luckily I had the Colts plus like eight or whatever. But so I started cashing a lot earlier on my parlays. If I'm, if I'm halfway in or six teams in, why not get the guaranteed money? If one hits, okay, so be it. I could have won some more money, but I started having more success cashing out early. Well, when we first started the show, cash out wasn't an option. First of all, because it no, was illegal. No, not at all. It was illegal, so that wasn't going to be an option. But yeah, so that that's there's nothing wrong with that because in the old days you would have to hedge. That was your only opportunity. And then, you know, the hedging is tough because sometimes, you know, the game will be in the third quarter and your other your last game is about to kick off, but you're winning, and then you hedge, and then you lose, and now you're screwed. You end up losing twice. We're going on 11 years now, right, of doing this together? It's been a long time. Yeah, a long time. Well, you it's me, you, Sloppy, Tom, Tommy, yeah. and John. You know what? Here's where I'm at. All five of these guys are still alive. I'm happy with that because I've had people die on me in between those 11 years, you know? Very much so. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. Let's let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some action for Saturday and Sunday, and I'm also going to talk to you prepping us for the NFL. You're listening to more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show on Wake and Bake. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to more winners on Wake and Bake. I'm talking with Mo from the Mo Radio Show. Now, Mo, you had some really good success last year in-game parlays you doing any of that in the preseason yeah i'll tell you you know that is probably where i made the most money even you know i, I hit a big lick on hitting a 12 teamer but doing the same game parlays because you look at a guy like let's say like jonathan taylor last year who scored in what 11 or 12 different games 
So you get a guy who's on a roll like that, you know, picking him to score in a game. And then I was always going with the over-under on it, taking a team to win, picking over-under on total touchdowns. I was having a lot of success on those same game parlays last year for sure. Yeah, I remember when we talked on the show, you uh, you had a few weeks in a row where you were, were rocking. And that's the best part, like you said, when you can cash out and it's your money because things happen. It's called gambling for a reason. All right, so let's look at this weekend. Today's Saturday, tomorrow's Sunday. Anything jumping out at you? We've got a full slate of NFL preseason games. Well, not a full slate because they play. They played a handful Thursday and Friday, but we got quite a bit. We got some new baseball series. That's the beauty of the weekend, right? Is these series all started Friday, so you got to see one game against them, and now you're hopping on teams. What do you got? Anything? Well, you know, we've got what I'm looking for is I'm looking at teams that have said they're going to play their starters or the starting quarterback for a quarter. So I'm looking at those teams that come out and hopefully get a couple of scores early on and, and try to, to bet those if I'm going to bet football. You know, preseason football is so hard to bet just because you've got guys out there playing that you don't know. But, you know, you can win a lot of games in the third and fourth quarter because you've got guys you don't know, but you've got guys trying to make a 53-man roster. So they're out there playing. They're playing hard. They're not out there just, you know, jacking around. So uh, I like the Colts against Buffalo, but I think Buffalo is a better team. But I know that Matt Ryan is going to uh, start and play the first quarter along with uh, a good number of the starters on the offense. I'm a, like, I like the Colts at Buffalo. Uh, I like I like Detroit uh, kicking off the day for us. Uh, I like the Detroit Lions. Uh, I've been watching them on hard knocks. I like the uh, intensity of the of their coach Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, I think that they've they've improved a lot. They had a they had a very good draft. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan is going to be a game changer on defense. I like the Lions today too. How's Billy handling that? Is he because uh, you know the the problem with Lions fans and and Mike from uh, Belly of Sports is a Lions fan. Billy Elvis is a Lions fan. It's like that cake looks really good. I don't know if you saw the Johnny Cash movie. The mm-hmm. cake looks really good, but she used salt instead of sugar. So once you taste it, you know, not yeah. so much. I think any Detroit Lions fan survives uh, with weed. I think that's how they medicinal. I think they, they can be considered medicinal because they're trying to get over that heartache every year. Yeah. I mean, you know, you figure, I think they made the playoffs twice in my lifetime. So you just want a coach that has an attitude like Dan Campbell does. I mean, the guy's fired up. The guys want to play hard for me. You know, you think they think they lost last year six or seven times by a touchdown or less. Uh, they had the doink field goal by Justin Tucker to beat him in overtime once. Uh, it just, it's a fun team. I, it's hard not to watch the hard knocks with these guys and, and and not root for them. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be honestly. I think they're going to be better than the Bears this year, uh, for sure. Maybe even Minnesota. I, I like the Lions uh, this week, and they're going to be a team. You know, as we go and get the season started, that I might ride a little bit and see what we got. You know what? The bottom line is, uh, all it takes is an injury to the quarterback in Green Bay, and that's as wide open a division as you'll ever see. Even when he plays full seasons, they've been mediocre some years. You know. Yeah, you know, and the thing is that you want out of a football team, if you're not great, is you want a team that's going to play hard for the coach no matter what. And those dudes last year played till the last snap of the football game. So when you're when you're a better, you definitely want a team that's not going to quit when they're down. So, I mean, you know, that's the difference between maybe making a winner uh, and not, you know, guys who don't give up and scoring those late touchdowns for you. So I'm going to see what this Detroit team can do for me early on. Yeah, I mean, they go from 90 
to 85, which is still a lot of players, 85 to 80, right? And then they got to drop 27 guys. So you know when you're watching these preseason games, one of the reasons I think we do so well, Mo, with our easy sports data is we don't look at it from a personnel standpoint. We look at it from a, a team standpoint because organizations tend to do what organizations do with Baltimore. Baltimore has an incredible record in the preseason it's because a coach plays it to win and some coaches don't care and when you can find that opportunity uh for a a team that's trying to make a statement that we're no longer the detroit lions that kind of attitude you know you got to take those opportunities and put the money down the other thing i'm looking for the preseason games are injuries to key guys including a lot of times the offensive line becton from the jets out for the year he was their main protector of their young quarterback so key injuries is something you're looking for chicago lost their kick and punt returner uh you know for the year so you're looking for key injuries like that that could affect team scoring points so that's the other thing i'm looking at when i'm watching it's it, like you said it's not so much personnel but it's those key personnel that keep your quarterback upright that's a big thing for sure yeah that's why they have those different numbers and they're scattered on the outside of the playing field you know they, yeah. they do they do make things happen all right mo thanks again for your time we will catch you again next week and pretty much every week going forward with more winners on wake and bake i'm excited to be back thank you Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. And you know what, Mo? Uh, I'm going to call you Muhammad. I'm going to call you Muhammad only because, as you know, you go by Mo, but we got a Mo and it'll confuse me. And the bottom you. line is when you wake and bake, uh, things confuse you. It's part of the world. Don't get me wrong. Life's a lot easier. There's lots less stress. You know, your wife, your kids, losing <laughs> bets, whatever it is, cannabis makes it a little better. But I laugh because I was looking and I realized as long as it's 20 after the hour here it's 20 after the hour somewhere where it's 420 and right now mo it is 420 in iceland and west africa where ironically cannabis is still illegal but west africa is like the third biggest grower of cannabis yet it's illegal there so it's it's kind of funny because it's been thousands of years humans been using it and they still make it harder humans make everything harder don't they it's politics you know yeah yeah Texas. Well, we haven't talked in a while because you've been on Sports Betting Weekly a few times, but um, things are going well this summer for you. Are you struggling with the fact that when it's not football season, the world isn't as pretty? The birds don't chirp as good. The sun's not as bright, you know. Football, bread and butter. So luckily the CFLs comes. Blackhawk yeah. West has helped out. But yeah, yeah, ready for NFL college football to start. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so let's talk about a couple things. One is I know from talking to you guys every Saturday during the football season that, like me, you guys live and in, in, in breathe with football. And I was talking to my son, who's actually in Vegas this weekend for a bachelor party, about the fact that I don't do a lot of big parlays because there's a Thursday night game in the NFL, and there's a Sunday night game, and there's a Monday night game. And if you listen to Blackhawk West, you don't touch those games. So that leaves like 13 games. And the chance that you can find seven or eight of those that you like that have a real high chance of winning is very low. But on Saturday, when there's 102 games, it's really easy to, to find those eight plays. But one of the things that we haven't had the opportunity in the past when we first started is prop swaps out there. And you're familiar with prop swap, right? Yep. Now, do you do you mostly sell or do you mostly buy in prop swap? Buy. And the bottom line is it really is. It's like Walmart for 
sports betting tickets because it's cheaper than any other store, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Walmart's cheaper. And, but the only difference is that they're not all made in uh, China. So, <laughs> so yeah, I recently, with the Final Four, um, I had Quinnipiac. And I took them at the beginning, and they were 20 to 1. And, and then I got down to where I don't remember what they were, but right before the guy got hurt. In the, in the final four, I saw my ticket, and we have we do the uh, go-for-two program, which is instead of going to the window and saying, I want a C-note on a team, give me $50 and then give it again. I got that one $50 in my home drawer. I ended up throwing that ticket away, but because of PropSwap, I brought in more than 100 so I won money on a team that didn't win the championship. So let's talk about uh, college football championships for those guys that are maybe going to Vegas for the super contest or, or the Circa, cause you've got to sign up. Let's talk about some of the, the national championship future odds. I'm not a big future player normally, but uh, once prop swap came into our life, it changed everything because the whole concept where you can win money, make a pro- positive ROI, on a team that lost is really what we've been doing for 11 years on this show. It, it's betting the way nobody else bets. We look at things differently. You know, you know, you've been there with Wes when we've hit seven totals in one mm-hmm. hockey game, you know? So off the top uh, of my head, you know, it's the same teams, right? That are going to be favored. Where, what are you looking at in terms of who you think is going to dominate? And you can go by conference, do whatever you want, because it, it really is an opinion. I always go and I say, all right, let's start off with the conferences, right? What's our five conferences? We'll start off with the Big Ten. I'm a little biasy there, Ohio State fan. The Ohio State, you know, Michigan had a good run last year. I just, I don't think that they're going to be able to match it. That offense at Ohio State is looking crazy. So I'm going to take Ohio State. Out of the Big Ten, we'll go to the ACC. While you're doing this, let us let yeah. me do this. Let me go to the lines, and I'll, and I'll give some odds to those. So we'll see. So I, you got to think they're single digits, right, in Ohio State? Plus maybe 170, 150. 410. The odds doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Now, uh, that's not for the Big Ten. That's for the win it all. Oh, oh these, okay, okay. These yeah, are the yeah. win it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, that's got to be you know one of the top favorites. If we look at the ACC. I think Clemson has done a great job. Debo Sweeney's done a phenomenal job of getting that culture. You know, they've had some mishaps with DJU, highest ranking quarterback out of the state of California. So I have some trust there. I think Clemson's going to come out of the ACC. The Pac-12, Lincoln Riley's out at USC. I still give him one more year before he makes the big run, but I think he's done a phenomenal job recruiting. And this transfer class, this transfer, transfer chaos that's been going on in the college world um, definitely worked in his favor. So... I'm going to say USC out of the Pac-12. Do we have any odds on that? Do they have Pac-12 championship odds? You know what? Uh, right now, all they, the only uh, they odds they have, have for, for on, on the website I'm looking at right now are the national championship odds. They will, of course, have uh, those odds uh, in other places. Well, let's go down and find those Trojans because, you know, we normally go up to a game 28 to 1. So, yeah, I agree with you, but wow, talk about – a guy that is making a statement right. early. The kids came with them. them, even though the other coach, when the coach loses a kid, it's tampering, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, we'll call it whatever okay. you want. Have you it's, ever been to the Coliseum? I have not. It's 100,000 people. It's 72 degrees in October. Oh, You, you don't need much tampering beautiful. to get a kid to go to USC. No, it's a South but LA. I feel bad for UCLA. Because if yeah. UCLA can't win in the Pac-12, sure, maybe they're going to beat the Purdue's, right? The bottom 
of the Big Ten, which I don't know what they're going to call it. They're probably going to keep it calling it the Big Ten. They got that fancy logo where the I is the a B-I-10. one. You, know? you once you make that fancy logo. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many teams you got to keep it, you know. <laughs> They're the ones I kind of feel bad for. They kind of—I think they got all scooped up with the uh, the fervor. But USC was the prize there. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly out of UCLA, I think, can work some magic. But I mean, again, it's South LA. You know, NIL is a real thing. So coming out to play there, imagine the endorsements that come with it. Lincoln Riley, man, that's that's a chess move. So we got SEC, right? How do you bet against Bama? And you know, I was reading a quote from Nick Saban. Last year was a rebuild year for him. And yeah, I remember seeing that. Somebody, one of the coaches gave him grief about that. I who forget it, uh, or maybe it was an announcer that called him an excuse maker. Whenever yeah, he loses, he has an excuse. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, if I had to put my money anywhere, I would put Bama to win it all. I don't know what the odds there. I can't. One eighty plus one eighty, and and you know what? Honestly, at at a plus one eighty. This is personal opinion. What is sports betting other than personal opinions? And as we all know, opinions are, you know, everybody's got an opinion, just like they got other parts of their body. But yeah. but it really is too low. It's too low for me to yeah. put money down in August that I won't see until the end of January, right? Now they yeah. moved to the, they moved the games January. They used to be New Year's. Now, now New Year's is the semis. Yeah. So I just can't do that. I can't do that. I need 17, 15 to 20, 15 to 20 to one, especially if you're dealing with prop swap, because, you know, uh, what's Alabama going to get to minus 120? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a big swing. When you get a team plus 1800 and they get the plus 350, that's that screams. That screams people will buy it, like you said. People will buy that opportunity because you're still uh, getting it for better than you would at, at, at the book. All right, so who else we got? Uh, that, that, Big 12. And, and you're, you're, you're being very decent here. You're being politically correct and giving all the Power 5 conferences an equal shout-out. But as we all know, they ain't equal. They, and it's equal. been a while. The ACC will never be equal. They had Clemson. And Clemson's great. I'm not telling you Clemson ain't great. But – they also were playing in the ACC. Gives them that advantage to get there. So, yeah, what about that Big 12? Well, I mean, tell me, what is the Big 12? Here in the next two years, Big 12 is, I don't know what is. And, 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 and again, you're going to see if the big conferences, Mo, all get the good teams from these little conferences, and the little conferences are then going to fill in the other conferences, it's not parity. It just makes the stronger stronger and the weaker weaker. Like San Diego State, I love my Aztecs, but okay, if they are in the Pac-12 eventually, that doesn't make them a better program. It makes them in a different conference. And as you know, it does take a while. You mentioned USC. How long do you think it takes when you're moving up like that? You look at some of those teams that have come up from the the smaller FBS to you know to the NCA it takes years takes a while out of the big 12 I'm gonna go ahead and say obviously Oklahoma but I would tell you take a look at Texas if you want to make so if you want to find the odds on something look at Texas that now they did they 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 got they got Archie Manning's grandson coming right he's a junior this year he'll graduate right. so he's two more years out so he'll be in the SEC. Yeah, exactly, because they'll be moved by. They'll have moved by then. So let's look at the Big Twelve in terms of the teams. So listen to this: West Virginia, Ohio State, or Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. You mentioned OSU's got some good years. Baylor's mm-hmm. got some good years. Texas is Texas. They they should win every year. But you know those teams like Texas, those fans, they really live in the past, don't they? They believe that they're the best 
program in the country. They got their own network. They make a lot of money. But the bottom line is they I don't even think if they've sniffed Final Four in terms of the, the playoffs. And then you got TCU and Texas Tech. So and and again, that's just for this year. Uh so let's look at that. You got you 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 thinking OU and Texas who you look at, right? Yeah, it's the two. That's the only two. But Quinn Texas, Ewers. Texas Quinn is Ewers. seventy-five to one. There you go. Yeah, and it's gonna go Oklahoma. Up. Oklahoma, thirty-five to one. And again, Oklahoma lost a lot. You know, you talk about what USC gained. Well, you know, that's what Oklahoma lost. It was everything Oklahoma. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. I mean, I don't want to call it a bust, but the hopes that everyone had. He was the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, and uh, he never lived up to it. But something to keep an eye out in Texas is Quinn Ewers, the transfer from the Ohio State that transferred there. Um, down to Texas. That name so. sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Another congratulatory shout out to our new dad. All right, Muhammad, anything else before we let you go? No, that's all I got, man. Thank you for having let, me on. Let's cash some tickets and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Have a good one. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.